Welcome back to episode two of the Peanut Gallery. I'm here in Stan Kansas City. My name is Dan Irwin, and uh, I got my best friend down in Dallas. Jared, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Ready to talk some football. Oh, yeah. So this episode, we are going to be covering the entire AFC, each division, wins and loss, and then we will be sharing who we believe are going to be the seven teams make it to the playoffs. And this year is a little different from previous with the new CBA contract sign. Um, there are now seven teams that make the playoffs. So only the one seed will get a bye this year as opposed to, you know, previous 20 plus years, the number one and number two seed got a bye because there are only six teams playing. With that in mind, let's dive right into the AFC East. And the best news of 2020 by far, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, they're divorced. See you later. Brady's in Tampa. Bill Belichick stayed in, up in Massachusetts. Let's fucking go, man. I'm excited. It's something that I've almost waited my whole life for. You know, it's, this is a first. Who's, this is, who do you think is, you know, the key to all their success throughout the years? Was it Bill Belichick as the coach or was it Tom Brady as the player? That's, that's what everybody was waiting for. You know, all the pundits, all the TV superstars, you know, everyone's in their corner of, oh, it was Brady, blah, blah, blah. No, it's Bill Belichick in the system. Well, now you get to find out a little bit. And I'm excited. And mainly I'm excited because I'm just – I'm so tired of Boston. I, I can't stand that area just always winning. And it's not just football too. Obviously, the Patriots have won six Super Bowls for them. But their sports – all their sports team have been good for the past 20 years. And it's annoying. I just want them to suffer a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, uh, you know, it, I've, I've only visited Boston a few times this past couple of years. But there's a lot of complaining that goes on around there. And it's like, what do you guys have to complain about? You have probably the best sports city in the U.S. As far as teams go, you have some of the most successful franchises in one city. It's right. time for that to change, yeah. right? We got to share some love. Exactly. And with that in mind, it's, it's time. The change of guard is happening. And I've got Buffalo winning the division this year. I've got them at 11-5, and five, followed by... Miami finishing second, then New England and the Jets rounding out both at seven and nine. And so real quick, let me let me go down. For me, the Bills, they're a well-run organization. They got a good coach, a good GM. They made the playoffs last year, which was a step in the right direction. Josh Allen can and hopefully will continue to improve for them. They picked up Stephon Diggs from the Vikings. And a big thing for me, they kept the entire defense together which only gave up 16.2 points per game last year. And I just foresee with the new weapon of Diggs, another year for Allen growing as a quarterback, they'll only improve. And obviously with the Patriots losing Tom Brady, elephant in the room, I think they'll win the division and take over with, with that gap there. Miami, I like what they did in the draft. They drafted really, really well, which is not something you hear many people come on and say that Miami did something well. They've been such a dumpster fire for the past five to seven years. Uh, honestly, I mean, overall, since Dan Marino left and retired, but drafted Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback Bama. I love him. A lot of other people love him. They then secured up his whole line position. They drafted an offensive tackle in the first round as well, Austin Jackson, USC player. And then they got a corner late in the first round from Auburn to help their defense. So, And they went 5-11 and last year. So overall, winning three more games with this much 
improvement from a talent perspective, I don't see too far off. So that's why I got them going eight and eight. And then New England touched on everything there. And, and one thing for me is right now, the Patriots have the hardest schedule based upon everyone's record from 2019. So that also to me factors into they lost Brady. They don't really have any weapons offensively. No one knows who the starting quarterback is going to be between Cam Newton and Jared Stenham yet. So a lot of unanswered questions. And a lot of uncertainty is why I've got them seven and nine this year. And then lastly, Jets traded away Jamal Adams. They did draft well. They drafted an O-tackle from Louisville who everyone loved. He's like six seven, three sixty, ran like a four. 640 just like a beast so that'll help sam darnold not get sacked as much and then they drafted a wide receiver out of baylor that some people like uh denzel mims but i think just they need another couple of years of drafting well and obviously with that jamal adams trade hopefully those uh picks they acquired will turn into real players for them so that's what i've got the afc east looking like jared how about you well we uh i guess you could say great minds think alike because i pretty much have the same order i got bills at 11 and 5 Dolphins seven and nine, Patriots five and eleven, Jets two and fourteen. So let me take you through. You know, you pretty much hit all the points. Poor Jets. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God, that's rough. Well, well, the Jets were thirty-first in the league for points per game last season. They were thirty-first in the league for the average rushing yards, 78 yards per game. They were 29th in the league for passing yards. So you're talking about one of the most lackluster offenses in the NFL. Yeah, have fun with those two wins. I don't know how they pulled out seven wins last year. Congrats, but I agree with you. This is a rebuilding team, rebuilding franchise. They're doing things right as of today. Rome wasn't built in the day, neither is the Jets football team. So yeah, that's why I got them at two and four. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Yes, winning the division. I agree. New England Patriots have had, can't remember the last time they didn't win the division. Um, so this is yeah, a first. Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah, Vietnam. I think Vietnam. It was. <laughs> Back in the, yeah, that 40 years ago. Just kidding. You know, obviously the Patriots weren't that great uh, a couple decades ago. Belichick and Brady, they turned that franchise around into a winning franchise. And last season they had a 12 and four record, which was spectacular for what I thought they would have had but they they won their division last year uh this year obviously tom's gone they've lost at least eight players to my knowledge from covid opting out which has to hurt a little bit including some big playmakers on defense so i don't see them winning it this year i think it's time for buffalo to to rise up buffalo nation and 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 get that you know clinch their division for the first time and over a decade and uh, i look forward to seeing that then you have the dolphins and dolphins i have just a giant question mark on because there's it's a hard team to predict this year they had 11 yeah 11 draft picks Can you imagine that you go into the 2020 draft and you have 11 picks to to use get to add so a lot of talent they they had to have added guys who are going to be starting to give a brief overview out of those 11 picks three were in the first round they got Tua, the quarterback obviously dan touched on that austin jackson offensive tackle from ufc or usc noah i'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name but he's a quarter corner from auburn and he was the 30th pick then they had two second round picks robert hunt raekwon davis so they they boosted their offensive line with a tackle and a guard they boosted their defense with a corner and a defensive tackle and obviously two other quarterbacks i feel like they had one of the best drafts obviously they had a plethora of picks to use but that's why i think this dolphins team is going to turn things around last year they went five and eleven i have them this year going seven and nine i think they get those two extra wins with uh with the talent they've drafted that pretty much sums it up for, for my AFC's prediction. Summary, we agree. Bills Mafia, 
you should be celebrating come end of end of December, early January by seeing uh, yourselves in the playoffs and winning the AFC East. We'll see if you agree or not. I think the easiest division to predict, the AFC West, where our hometown, Kansas City Chiefs, reside in. Got Kansas City winning the division. No brainer. No questions asked here. I've got them going 14-2, and two, coming in second. I've got my boy, Boy Wonder, Mizzou grad. Bold prediction, Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos going 10-6, and six, winning double-digit games. And then rounding out the bottom two will be, I've got the Las Vegas Raiders. That feels weird, weird to say. Um, they'll be going 5-11. and 11. And then I got the Chargers getting last place. Kansas City, not too much to add overall here. Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Andy Reid, fantastic coach. We brought everyone back. Resigned Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew. All those guys still there in the defense. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill on offense. Then we drafted with our... With our first pick, Clyde Edwards, the LSU running back, who Veach and Andy Reid have come out to remind them a lot of, you know, early young LaShawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook with the Eagles back in Andy Reid Eagles days, which is going to be a scary thing because when we have a running back who can catch and run the ball, great things happen. Uh, like we used to have with Kareem Hunt before he uh, went and did some unfortunate things that got him kicked out kicked out of Kansas City. Denver, I liked Drew Locke. I liked him that he went 4-1 and one last five games last year. The defense is still great. It's so hard to play in Denver. And this year, they drafted really, really well. Um, Jerry Judy, stud Alabama wide receiver. KJ Hamler, stud Penn State wide receiver. So they're surrounding him with more weapons. The defense was already top half of the league. And I just think they're going to turn it around this year because they finally have their quarterback that they've been searching for since Payne Manning retired. Vegas, for me, I don't know who your quarterback is. And I don't like either of them. I don't like Derek Carr. I don't like Marcus Mariota. You didn't draft one. So to me, when you don't have a quarterback and you're going up against one of the best teams in the league, Kansas City, you got Denver, who's on the up and up, and they have their quarterback situation figured out. Going to be hard-pressed to find wins here. Uh, they did draft Henry Ruggs, wide receiver. A lot of people love him. A lot of people are comparing him to Tyreek Hill already. We'll see. Uh, I don't think he'll be able to produce the numbers, and that's mainly due to he doesn't have a Pat Mahomes throwing him the ball. I think they're not going to do well, and next year in the draft, they're really going to have to address that quarterback situation. Then Chargers, 4-12. and 12, They did one thing right. They signed Joey Bosa, who is a monster, to a five-year, $135 million. 105 of that is fully guaranteed deal. So cheers to him. Uh, go buy yourself a couple McChickens from the dollar menu, you know. That was the best thing they've done. I didn't hate them moving on from Rivers just because Rivers is older. He's like 37, 38 years old. He's interception prone. They did draft their quarterback of the future, Justin Herbert, Oregon, and they drafted a very good linebacker from Oklahoma, Kenneth Murray, to get better on that side of the ball. I just think it's going to be the same story as the Vegas Raiders, where when Justin Herbert, who we don't know if he's going to start game one, and you're going to go with Tyrod Taylor, who is pretty much always 7-9 and nine or 6-10 and 10 when he starts for a franchise, you're just not going to get many wins and therefore you're going to get last place and have a, another high draft pick again. And you can start to surround Justin Herbert with offensive linemen and, and talent around him on the wide receiver and tight end front. So Jared, what do you think? It's hard for me to imagine a world where the Chiefs do not come out on top in this division. And that's not because I'm from Kansas City and 
a Chiefs fan. It's just, you know, I'm trying to look at this without any bias. You look at the raw talent, you look at the coaching, the coaching staff, the front office, what makes a good football team is not just the players, but the chemistry behind it all. And it's it's tough to see a team beating the Chiefs out this year and the years to come in the near near future. So I have the Chiefs at 13 and three. And I'm curious, I, I'm going to guess you're two, you had them at 14 and two. There are two losses. Did you have at New Orleans and I've got Baltimore? two losses in Denver and then at New Orleans. Those are my two losses for the Chiefs this year. Okay. So I have I have three losses for them. I think Kansas City will lose in Baltimore. We, we've beaten the Ravens over and over again the, the past few years. I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder when we play them. Baltimore is tough to win at. So I, I could see the Ravens coming out on top there. Other loss I have, obviously the Saints. I think we both agree on that. Great football team, hard to win in New Orleans. It's not impossible, but Chiefs I don't think are going to go undefeated. And then the third loss is in Tampa Bay. It's, it's a Thanksgiving weekend game. Tampa Bay... I don't see as an all-star team. I'm not buying all the hype, but I do think the Chiefs just don't show up for one game. And that's the game that I'm choosing, that they just don't show up for and win. You know, every every football team kind of has one of those games where the offense is slow to start, defense is out on the field, getting tired. It's of three and outs. You never really see it with Mahomes and the Chiefs, but I'm just going to call it out there. One game, they just don't, they're not there mentally. Just Um, lay an egg. Yeah, laying laying an egg there. So Chiefs are 13 and three. Broncos come in second with a nine and seven record. I'm not buying all the Drew Lock hype, especially the MVP Don't worry. hype. Don't worry, I'll let you come on the bandwagon later. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I, I, the Broncos, well-rounded team. I do think they have a, a solid defense. They're going to be able to win some games this year. So the Raiders, I, I have them coming in third at 6-10. and 10, And the Chargers with 5-11. and 11. I kind of consider those two teams a snooze fest this year. Yes, Phillip Rivers left. You know, who the QB situation and and. Los Angeles is interesting. And then the whole Las Vegas situation with the Raiders, I have no idea what what direction that team is going. It goes, it starts back with the Khalil Mack trade in 2018. And and they get these picks and they get these players. It seems like the Raiders just want to draft speed. I don't know if it's because they're trying to keep up with Kansas City. I don't see them coming out with a winning record. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't think Derek Carr is the solution. I don't think yeah, Gruden. No, he's not. I love Gruden. I really miss him in the booth because I thought he, you know, he's a hilarious commentator. He's fun to watch as a coach. You know, I've been interested in the whole move to Las Las Vegas. Obviously, being a Chiefs fan, I can't be a Raiders fan. You know, we we are immediate rivals, dislike each other's fan bases tremendously. But when Gruden went to the Raiders and I paid attention to the um, hard knocks and, and it was kind of fun to watch. But I think that team is falling apart. We'll see. He, he, he has one year to show me that I'm wrong. I don't see them winning the division anytime soon. I don't see them making the playoffs anytime soon. I don't see them going eight and eight even. I just, I don't. They're going to have a losing record. That's my take on the AFC West. Until they get a quarterback, I don't see the Raiders going anywhere. Um, that's always, you know, step one of the problem is, is finding your franchise quarterback uh, and then going from there. But yeah, overall, we're not too far off on, on what we think the AFC West is going to look like. Pretty pretty easy to predict. So let's go on to AFC North. We've got the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Browns. Ravens slam dunk. They're going to win the division. They're so darn good. They you know barely fell off, unfortunately, for them and their fans. Lost to the Titans last year in, in the playoffs. Fortunately for me, you know, want some money off that game. 
Thanks, Lamar Jackson, for being terrible. They're going to bounce back. They're going to be ready to go, chip on their shoulder. They hear everyone saying how they don't show up in the playoffs. They're going to dominate the regular season. I got them going 13-3. and The whole offense is back, which was the number one ranked offense last year. They averaged 33.2 points per game. They drafted well. Again, uh, they drafted a linebacker from LSU that everyone loves named Patrick Queen. Everyone thinks he's going to be the next Ray Lewis. I'm kind of like, you know, can we pop the brakes there a little bit? And then they also drafted a running back to to help out Ingram uh, named J.K. Dobbins, the starting running back from Ohio State who came out. So another asset there for that running tandem of Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and now J.K. Dobbins gets to come into the fold. Second place in this division. Last year, I was all on the hype train. You remember, you guys, oh, our friend group crushed me last year. I was on the Baker Mayfield train. I was psyched for Cleveland. I was ready for them to finally get over the hump. And then Freddie Kitchens was like, oh yeah, I'm drunk and I just work out every day and I don't really care about scheme or improving my team. So, but I have them going nine and seven this year. They got a new coach, Kevin Stefanski, uh, the 37 year old, came over from the Vikings. He was the Vikings offensive coordinator last year. And the Vikings had a good offense last year. They were the eighth best offense in points per game. And yardage they were con- they were in top 10 in everything i think he's going to be able to bring a ceo type of feel and stature to that program i felt as though there was really no one in charge and you need the coach to be that figure and i think kevin stefanski is going to be able to bring that to the team and another thing i love is baker not tweeting back at everyone on instagram or twitter or whatever other social platforms there are in this world now and getting angry and into it with fans i like him keeping a low profile just you know go in do your work and get better and prepare to hopefully have a good season next year yeah he's he's definitely matured a bit which is good to see hopefully surprise maybe to you i i don't think it will be I think the Steelers are going to not be very good. I've got them going 4-12. and 12. Wow. Yeah. The Steelers, and now when I say the stat, it probably won't make sense. So, you know, kind of bold prediction. I think they're going to be that terrible. The Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger under Mike Tomlin are 10-8. and eight, Basically just above 500. So not, they're not great. Nothing to write home about there. And Big Ben is always injured. It's unbelievable. I know I saw an article saying how he had uh, three ligaments corrected with, within his arm. I, I hope for his own safety, obviously, that he is. There's just been too many times where, oh, what a surprise, ben, Big Ben out for the rest of the season after like week four or week six, which is a problem. For example, last year, their offense was the 28th best offense, averaging 8.1 points per game. Now their defense is spectacular. The pickup of Fitzpatrick was a great call. They got great value. And last year, their defense was the sixth best in the league, only letting up 18.9 points per game. They didn't have a first round pick because of that trade. But overall, I just, I think there's going to be injuries. I don't love their offensive weapons overall outside of Juju Juju Smith. And I foresee a down year for them. And then lastly... I doubt we disagree here. Bengals, 2-14. and 14, You know, it takes time to rebuild. I do like the coach they brought in, Zach Taylor. He was the former Rams QB coach last year for Goff. And Goff had career highs in touchdown passes, yards, complete, completion passes, everything. Everything was up for him. So I think that's a good sign for Joe Burrow that they brought in a quarterback coach who was able to progress Goff's career. Obviously, the big ad being Joe Burrow, Heisman winner. I mean, they just slung the ball around down there at LSU last year but there's going to take time he's going to need an O-line to protect him got to get him some weapons which they got one this past year in the draft with him T Higgins stud wide receiver out of Clemson so I think the offense will improve which you can really only go up they were ranked 30th last year in offense 
averaging 17 points per game. The big question mark for me is, is when is that defense going to improve and how? Both obviously have to continue to trend upward, but I don't see the defense getting better this year, which I think is why they're going to lose games. I got them 2-14, and 14, rounding it out. They're going to get another high draft pick, which they'll probably trade down for teams that want quarterbacks and then get some additional assets and then draft an O-lineman or somebody. Jared, what do you think? This one we kind of differ on, the AFC North. The, the Ravens are scary. They, they've gotten even better than last year. The one problem with the Ravens is they played great during the season. Outstanding numbers, stats. Lamar Jackson balled out. Mark Ingram balled out. Then they get to the playoffs and it's the Titans beat them. Sure, the Titans had a, a certain strategy to that game that really benefited that their win and just smashing Derrick Henry with the ball, it, who was a freak. The Ravens got even better this offseason, like you said, by adding those pieces. J.K. Dobbins, Patrick Queen, their, their defense got better. You know, they're going to have somebody to run with Mark Ingram, who I still think is going to be a stud, but he is either at his prime or past it. The Ravens are going to be good 13 and three. That's where I have them at. They're, they're going to win that division easily, and they're going to be a threat in the playoffs unless they decide to be duds. It, it, it's going to come down to Lamar Jackson's performance. So the Ravens at 13 and three, the Steelers at nine and seven. I have a big disagreement with, with you there. Four and 12 is the Bengals, the, the Jets, the Jaguars, those teams of the NFL. The Steelers have never been that team. They're, they're not a four and 12 team. Mike Tomlin is not a four and 12 coach. Their defense is top three in the league, in my opinion. Defenses can win championships. We've seen in the past. Steelers are not going four and 12. I, I see a nine and seven. They went eight and eight last year, which was lower than I would have expected. So right at 500, I think they get one more win this year going nine and seven, which with the extra wild card spot could put them in the playoffs. You know, that's that's my take on the Steelers. Sure. Off season was boring. No one, nothing really happened. Their defense got even better. No, that's fair on the Steelers. I, I'm obviously going with the mindset that Big Ben will get hurt again, but if he stays healthy, you're you're probably more so going to be right. Uh, they'll probably go nine and seven and slip into the playoffs. That, that's my take on it. After the Steelers in third place, the Browns. Sure. I, I've heard it from you for about two years now about Baker and, and how Odell is coming to the team, but they're just going to turn into this monstrosity of an offense and, and just be the best thing on the turf. You know, Woo! best show on turf. I missed I miss calling that one. You're not, you know, yes, you're wrong, but let me just lay out some stats for you. And, and there is a world where they could be a threat in playoff potential. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry both had over a thousand yards receiving last year. They combined for 2,200 yards total. Guess how many touchdowns they had? Oh, it's low. It's like probably Jar- combined. I bet they had like eight or nine. You're very close. 10. Yeah. So Odell, OBJ had four. Jarvis had six. They combined for 10 touchdowns. You can't have 2,200 yards receiving with two of the best receivers in the league. They're, they're not the best, but they're up there and oh, yeah. only get 10 touchdowns. No, I mean, you're right. Because I mean, heck, a year and a half ago, two years ago, people were saying OBJ is the best wide receiver in the league. Right. And and he's, he's a stud, no doubt. Here's the problem. Baker Mayfield. When you have a young quarterback like that, you want him to mature, get better, increase his stats go up as the seasons go on. You don't want to see a decline. In 2018, he had a 63% completion rate, 3,700 yards passing, 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions with a QBR of 93. Good season. Good season. Solid year. So you expect him to improve off that, especially with the weapons they have. 2019, completion rating is 59 
So he went from 63 to 59 on the completion percentage. Yards went up by 100, 3,800 yards. Yes, the two receivers had 2,200 yards combined. He had 22 touchdowns with 21 interceptions. 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. Terrible. QBR, 78. Yeah, that, that, is, was... that is a degression. He has not gotten better. It's not what you want to see. Was it a fluke? You know, soft, maybe sophomore slump, fluke year, whatever. We'll find out. I, I think he does better in 2020. I don't see Baker throwing almost as more inter- interceptions and touchdowns again. So I have them at nine and seven. I'm sorry, eight and eight, 500. Steelers were nine and seven. In Cleveland last year, their offense was, well, we just went over it. It was terrible. I mean, it was, God, it was you know, bad. Between 15 and 20, if you're ranking offenses, somewhere in there, in the middle of the pack. And their record was six and 10. So many yards receiving when I look up the stats. And then you look at all those interceptions and then you look at the record and the lack of touchdowns. I think there was a lot of bad luck involved. Bad luck doesn't tend to repeat itself two years in a row. I have them improving the record by two wins. I don't think that's crazy. I think people can understand that. The Browns have always been the factory of sadness for as long as I can remember. Maybe they can turn that around. But they're not as sad as the Bengals. The Bengals I have at 13 or three and 13. Joe Burrow, bless his soul. Hope he... <laughs> hope, hope, Hope he's, you know, one of those guys who just gets out of college and is ready to hit the his first day on the job, just heads down and, and ready to work because it, he's going to have to have a tremendous amount of work ethic to bring this team to three wins. The the Bengals are in trouble. Joe Burrow is a starting piece, but he's not. You can't say that, oh, we got the LSU winning quarterback from college and he's going to come in the NFL and take us to the playoffs. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in one year. It's it's I, I've, I can't think of it happening a team turning around. They had, what, Dan, two wins last year? So I I give them three and 13. I give them one more win, you know, just with the Joe Burrow factor. But I don't think there's been a lot of people out there who think that team's going to turn around with one guy. And sure, he's the starting piece. And in a couple of years, they might be better, but it's not going to happen overnight. No, it's going to take some years. You know, hopefully they can can turn around. They used to be decent once upon a time back with Andy Dalton and their incredible defense with Geno Atkins about you know, three, four years back, but it takes time to build things. So good luck to them. Let's uh, let's go on to the AFC South and then we'll hit everyone with our, our playoff predictions. I've got Houston winning the division at 10 and six. I've got Tennessee second at nine and seven. Indy kind of sputtering around six and 10. And then I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars going one and 15 and being just an absolute dumpster fire of an organization. First, Houston, there's got to be a 12 year old over there who's thinks it's Madden and you know doesn't like DeAndre Hopkins like number his jersey number is like oh I'm just gonna trade him away that's what I feel like Bill O'Brien is doing he is the worst GM I've ever seen and there have been some bad ones all and you across. still have you still have them winning the division and I, and I still got them winning the division because I believe that much in Deshaun Watson he is a baller to me he's probably behind Pat Lamar I think he's the third best quarterback or excuse me he's fourth Russell's third he's the fourth best quarterback in the league he's that good he's in that tier with those three guys and i think he will be able to propel them just like he did in the victory over the bills where i don't know i think you remember this play where he was scrambling out and then two bills players literally smacked him 
and I thought he was going to go down, and yet he just ricocheted off them through a 20-yard bomb for first down. Like, Oh, I remember that. This dude just insane. makes stuff happen, man. Like, there's, He's he a playmaker. It, yeah, and he did it back in college, too, when Clemson beat Bama for the title. Like, the guy just has the it factor that no matter how badly the spell O'Brien as a GM tries to screw everything up, Deshaun Watson's going to be able to make it work. When, when Deshaun gets into work, he has to deal with Bill O'Brien's mistakes every day. <laughs> And he somehow makes that team win. Yes, I agree. I'll, I'll wait to get to It's crazy. Right. It's the poor guy. They, someone, I mean, Bill Bryan, if you listen to this, I'll come be the GM. Pay me $1.5 starting salary. You know, we can go up from there as I do well. You know, have an incentive base. But, like, you need someone whose sole job is to look at all the different assets and the value of players. And I would have been the person to tell you that was a terrible idea. We'll move past that. I still think Houston wins the division. Uh, second, Tennessee. I like where they're going coach-wise. I like Vrabel. I think he's a great coach. They had two signings this offseason. They kept Derrick Henry around four years, $50 million, which I think it's a solid contract. You know, I'd, I would pay a running back like Derrick Henry uh, just over 11 mil a year. Um, I don't think that's a terrible deal for the value you're getting. And only 26 of it's fully guaranteed. So basically after probably the third year begins of the contract, I bet they could cut him if his if he declines that badly for like three to four mil and not take a huge hit. They also re-signed, which, you know, I personally didn't love it, but it's the going rate for quarterbacks. So what are you going to do? Ryan Tannehill, who in Miami wasn't great really, but last year really turned it around and helped the Titans franchise turn it around and make the playoffs and make the AFC title game only losing to the Chiefs. So the, he signed for four years, 118 million, 62 of it is fully guaranteed. And then 91 million of it is, is halfway. So not a terrible contract. I mean, you're basically paying him 29 million a year, which Kirk Cousins is making that. So I think Ryan Tannehill is just a little bit worse than Kirk Cousins, but basically you got to pay a franchise quarterback 29 million a year. That's what it is. Take it or leave it. So I got them going nine and seven. Uh, I think they'll sneak into the playoffs and then who knows, maybe they can make some, uh, some playoff magic happen again over there in Tennessee. Third, Indy. I hated the Philip Rivers signing. I absolutely thought it was so dumb. I, I don't understand it. He's old. He threw 20 INTs last year compared to, Jared, do you know how many touchdown passes he threw? I don't, but 23. I was... 23. So, like, he barely threw more touchdowns than interception. And that doesn't even include the fumbles that he lost, which was four. Like, he had hey, more turn... Oh, God. I, w- I will say age doesn't really bring a factor into that because we just got done talking about Baker going 21 and 20. That's true. I guess for me, like it's Philip Rivers' mo that he throws a lot more picks. Right, they're they're t- they're interception machines, both of yeah, them. Yeah, which which I don't love. Like I'd rather have a quarterback like Andy Dalton who doesn't turn the ball over. He may not as take as many risks, but I'd rather have that guy um, than someone. Alex who's Smith, another Alex, great example. Exactly. Someone like Alex Smith, but whatever. They think he's the answer. They've got a great old line. Nothing to take away there. I think their weapons are a little past their prime. I think T.Y. Hilton is coming into latter half of his career here. So I don't really love the weapons, but then, then their defense is, you know, middle of the road. So if Phil Rivers can not throw 20 interceptions, if he's more in the 11, the 12 range, this could be a terrible prediction. And Indy could go maybe 9 and 7, 10 and 6, but I just don't see that happening. And then Jacksonville, no hope. They have absolutely no hope. They've been trading everyone away for 50 
cents on the dollar. They traded away their best corner boy to Denver. The previous year, 2018, they traded away Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. Like they do not care. They cannot wait to draft either Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, or Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback. They are tanking for one of those two guys. And Menchu, you had a good two-year run, but after this year, you'll be gone, buddy. That's where they, they'll need to start, get the franchise quarterback, probably clean house again on, on GM and coach, and just, you know, fresh start. Let's clean slate this. I really like the AFC South. In the past, it's been kind of a division that I don't really follow closely, you know, least interested in following, but things are turning around with these teams, and it's becoming a competitive division. L- last week, I had a bold prediction that the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. I kind of have another bold prediction this week with the AFC South. I think the Houston Texans are going to miss the playoffs. They're going to have an 8-8 eight and eight record and go 500. It's not going to be a good enough record in my book to, to make it. So I have the Colts at 9-7. and seven winning the division you have the Colts winning the division Colts winning the division nine wow. and seven I agree with Philip Rivers he's a loose cannon he has experience and he has you know he, he's played in big games and he is starting fresh for the first time in forever I think he's going to come in with a different you know he's a very emotional guy and he's going to come into this team like put him on his back and he's like I'm your savior I'm going to do this I'm going to help you guys out I'm going to try to win games I'm going to do whatever it takes to get us to the playoffs in 2020 it's not going to be hard to win the AFC South. A nine and sec a nine and seven record will be good enough. It, it, last year, last season, the uh, Texans won 10 games and they won the division, followed by the Tennessee Titans with a nine and seven record who made the wild card. I think this year it's going to be a nine and seven record that walks out and wins the division and gets that number four seed in the playoffs. Colts at nine and seven, Titans at nine and seven. Both teams are good, not great, but good, not great, will win the division. You know, with Tennessee Titans, you know, they still have Derrick Henry. They can, and like you said, Mike Vrabel's a really good coach, especially especially in the playoffs when it mattered, they had some crazy play calling and it was, it was a little aggressive and I liked it. And it worked out for them. They showed up and proved everybody wrong. I know a lot of people that lost a lot of money on that Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans game in the playoffs where the Titans beat them. Right. Because everyone thought this was like the biggest lock, you know, just, you know, throw I'm a bunch of money me. down on the it Ravens. It was a lock <laughs> for the Titans. <laughs> yeah. And I enjoyed it. The the Titans proved a lot of people wrong there. I like that team. I like where they're going. Tannehill, I think, is worthy of a starting position in the NFL. And I like the guy. I think, you know, he can he can take that team where they need to go and it once again doesn't take much to get them to the playoffs so in the AFC South the Houston Texans I'm sorry Texan Nation your coach your head coach is currently tearing apart your franchise it's it's crazy to see it's crazy to watch I, I feel so bad for Deshaun Watson he's so talented and you talked a little bit Dan about how he's on that top tier of quarterbacks in the league and I would say you know you can talk about like a Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks there's two Mount Rushmores there's the one from the previous dynasties, which would be the Brady, the Rodgers, the Russell Wilson. And then there's the new Mount Rushmore, where okay. all four faces aren't filled yet. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, who's next? Lamar Jackson, who's next? I there's one. I think there's one spot left. Could Deshaun's, be your boy Kyle Murray. Could be, could be. But Deshaun's on it. Deshaun has proven exactly. himself worthy. Lamar has proven himself worthy. Patrick Mahomes, enough set. I'm interested uh, to see who fills that last spot. But my point being, Deshaun is a quarterback that you want to keep and build a franchise around. And trading away one of the best wide receivers in the league is not how you do it. For a running back, dime a dozen. You want a running back, go draft one. Put him on a rookie contract. Save some money. Get some talented guy in the second round. They, it, the Chiefs got the first running back and the last pick in the first round. You know, Clyde Edwards. It's crazy. It just, it just makes no sense. I, 
it's it's unbelievable that the owner even is allowing this to still happen. But any, just anywho. put that into perspective. Houston Texans had the second round, eighth pick in the second round, and they took Ross Blacklock, defensive tackle, TSU. Or, sorry, TCU. J.K. Dobbins was available. You know, right. Ohio State running back, stud. Get him arguably, there. arguably one of the best running backs. If you're in that dire of need to get a running back on your team, I would go the college route and get someone out of the draft. Texans are going to lose. It. They went. They won ten games last year. It's not hard to go um, to, for your record to swing with two more losses. So I, I see them at eight and eight, 500. And then we rounded out with Minshew and the Jags, three and 13. Dumpster love, fire. It's dumpster fire. I love the guy. I love his personality. I, I think like it's great for the league. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's the, the type Jags. of guy that like Jerry, like me and you at like a bar, he's just ripping cigs when he's like 10 trulys deep. That's I the see, type of guy like Minshew is. I see Minshew on the road in his Winnebago and just getting to the stadium, you know, <laughs> maybe it's Denver or wherever they're playing that week and just, you know, popping the grill out in the back, you know, tailgating with the fans, throwing the football around and he's, oh yeah, it's 30 minutes before game time again. <laughs> let me let me crush this beer real quick. <laughs> Who wants to shotgun one before I start? <laughs> You know, I just, I feel like, you know, if I was a quarterback in the NFL, I mean, I, I don't think I could pull off the stash like he could, but oh God, he, no, he's, I could he's not a, at all. a personable fan favorite. Though. Absolutely. But that being said, it's the only thing interesting about the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Three and 13. I hope they do better. That, that's, that's my AFC South take. That rounds out all the divisions. So now let's go in the playoffs, your rankings. So one, one through seven this year, and then predict who's going to win the AFC and that also whoever you rank fourth through seven who you think could end up getting to the AFC championship game I'll kick us off because I have the Chiefs 14 and two Ravens are 13 three Chiefs are the one seed Ravens are the two Bills are my third seed 11 and five winning their division fourth is the Texans because I have them winning the AFC South me and Jared differ there fifth I got the Broncos that was the best record of one of the three wildcard teams at 10 and 6. And then I got the Titans and the Browns uh, rounding out at 6-7. So for me, it's just so hard. If any team's going to knock them off, it's going to be the Ravens. But I'm sticking with the Chiefs. They're going to have the home home field advantage. They're going to win the AFC again. Now, Super Bowl, to be, to be seen. But you brought everyone back, and Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I just don't see how they lose the AFC. So I think the Chiefs come out again. And then if I had to pick between the Broncos and Titans and Browns for me to make an AFC title game I'd have to choose probably the Broncos because based upon my matchups they would play the Texans round one who they beat last year and the Broncos didn't have all these new weapons. And then, based upon that, they would probably play, I think next they'd play the Ravens or the Bills. And then I think the Broncos could possibly beat either of those teams and then end up playing the Chiefs in the AFC title game. So that's, I think Chiefs win the AFC, and the Broncos would be my sleeper team, who obviously coincides with my bold prediction of Drew Locke going to win MVP, mark it down, go win some yeah, money. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, your Drew Locke take or your Drew Locke fantasy is getting out out of hand. <laughs> Broncos, some would say out of hand. Some would say it's correct. You know, but who's to say? Broncos are not going to be in the Super Bowl. But either way, interesting take. I, I have the Ravens on 
on top with the one seed and the bye, followed by the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Colts. We we were pretty much the same. I think you had Chiefs as one seed, then Ravens, Bills, and then obviously instead of the Texans, I have the Colts. But I don't think the Colts are going to get anywhere. I think they're probably going to lose that first game in the playoffs. And the the wild cards, they have the Titans and the Steelers. Steelers with nine and seven. Titans were nine and seven. Broncos were also nine and seven with only uh, actually there's seven teams, three wild card spots. Right? Isn't there three now? Yep, correct. So yeah. so Broncos are in nine and seven. Texans would be the first ones out with eight and eight, yep. according to my entire AFC prediction, which is going to be so far off. Um, <laughs> But that I think the Ravens, that's a lock. Chiefs, that's a lock. Bills, I think it's a lock. A lot of Patriots fans are going to be mad at me for saying that. And then Colts, AFC South's a toss-up. If if one team, so so I think the Chiefs, I agree, they're going to probably, it's a coin toss between them and the Ravens to, to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick my home favorite in that one. And the team to do the best, that's an underdog, the Titans. And that might, you know. Again? I think, yeah. I think Vrabel is a schemey little bastard. And he's... <laughs> I, dude, if you if you remember, if you go back and watch those playoff games, he was pulling some crazy stuff. Well, he, yeah, he did that thing where I think Bell checked it like seven or eight years ago, where yeah, um, you could like take delay of games and right. run down the clock, which right. he did, which wasted like a minute thirty. And obviously, the Patriots, I mean, or excuse me, not the Patriots, the Ravens had no chance anyway. But yeah, no, he's that was very good use of the rule book. Yeah, he's basically the opposite of Bill O'Brien. He's been like studying up, doing his homework, and it's. It's going to pay off in the playoffs. It always does. So it's kind of like Andy Reid when the Chiefs pulled that. Uh, oh, it was it was that old like Rose Bowl play oh, from like the fifties. The Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was cool. You know, just little things like that. I, I love trickery or magic happening. So Titans uh, probably playing the Chiefs and. Chiefs coming on top. All Basically, right. it's a repeat. What a boring take. <laughs> Everyone wants and thinks the Chiefs will play the Ravens in the AFC title game. Well, and um, we got to to build a dynasty. You got to go back. So. Exactly. Yep. And yep. and one more thing. The AFC is just a little more predictable this year. I, I think it's absolutely. I don't want to say boring. It's not boring. The NFC is just a lot harder to, to get right. The it AFC, is. I feel like Ravens are going to be where they're at. Chiefs are going to be where they're at. Bills are going to be on top this year. I could be wrong there, but week one, everything changes. I think most people would agree with you there, Jed. I think most people would probably agree that the Chiefs and Ravens are the best teams in the league. But then, like, if you were to rank, like, teams three through eight after that, they're all coming from the abs. I mean, they, they're just deeper as far as kind of like top, top of level teams. So, yeah. But yeah, you heard it here. We both think the Chiefs are coming out on top again. Who knows if we'll be right. That's why they play the game. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next week. Hey, man.